Blog Talk Radio. Congressional Correspondent Mike Emanuel is on Capitol Hill tonight. Judge Brett Kavanaugh says he'll testify under oath on Monday, but his accuser, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, has not RSVP'd yet. We have reached out to her in the last 36 hours, three or four times by email, and we've not heard from them. So it kind of raises the question, do they want to come to the public hearing or not? The panel's top Democrat is complaining about the invitation. No one called her. 
or called her lawyer. Uh, my understanding is she got emails. I have no say. I'm the lead Democrat, so this is all up to the Republican side. I can't say everything's truthful. I don't know. Assuming both Kavanaugh and Ford show up, one possibility being floated is having former New Hampshire Republican Senator Kelly Ayotte handle the questioning to avoid having 11 white Republican men do it. Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins has her own concept. That it might be effective to have the two attorneys who are representing a Judge Kavanaugh and Professor Ford do the questioning for the first round. Other leading Democrats say they don't want it to be just the judge and his accuser. That's simply inadequate, unfair, wrong, and a desire not to get at the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Democrats are making the comparison to Anita Hill, who accused Justice Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment 27 years ago, with one female Democrat losing her cool today. And I just want to say to the men of this country, just shut up and step up. Do the right thing for a change. Okay, you can see I'm a little upset by this. Yet in this Me Too era, Karen Monahan, the accuser of another high-profile public official, says her own party turned away from her when she accused DNC Deputy Chair Keith Ellison of physical and emotional abuse. Ellison is running for Attorney General of Minnesota. When asked if Democrats believed her, she tweeted, no, they don't. I've been smeared, threatened, isolated from my own party. I provided medical records from 2017, stating on two different doctor visits, I told them about the abuse and who did it. My therapist released records stating I've been dealing and healing from the abuse. Republicans say they've offered to hold Dr. Ford's part of the hearing in public or private, whatever she prefers. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he is not concerned about this sinking the Kavanaugh nomination. Brett? Mike Emanuel, live on the Hill. Mike, thanks. Well, well, well. The attorney for the supposed third person in the room during the alleged assault, according to Blase Ford, said his client does not remember such an incident and never saw Kavanaugh act in the way Ford describes. Uh The lawyer says Mark Judge does not want to speak publicly. Meanwhile, there is now pushback from... Wow. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I played it again. Just a little bit. Welcome, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is September 18th, 2018. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Wow. The shenanigans continue. And it's just getting worse for the Democrats. This is a sad state of affairs. One woman accuses a stellar individual, a man of, wow, a reputation. It's almost saintly. (laughs) Seriously. I mean... And she accuses him of doing something heinous back when he was in high school. Wow. And folks who were even in the room at the time say it didn't happen. And some say he wasn't even there. Now, what happens if Kavanaugh's hear, uh, accuser doesn't attend the hearing? Because as you heard, she's not been heard from. She hasn't. She has yet to accept the invitation of members of Congress to appear, either in public or in private. These allegations were simply thrown out, put out there, by a woman who claims that she was assaulted in high school by a group of students, not just Kavanaugh, but she states that Kavanaugh was there, and he put his hand over her mouth, etc., 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 
No one, not a single person has corroborated her story. No one. So what we have here is a case of he said, she said, she said, he did. That's the case we have right now. The Me Too Ensemble. It happened to me. It happened to me. It happened to me. He did this. He did that. I'm going to say right now, if all the things that I did in high school, the foolish things that I did could be held against me right here and now, in this day and age... I would be in Supermax in Florence, Colorado. Well, let's just say he did even a little of what he's accused of. He's a 17-year-old high school student. And don't Democrats believe in second chances for even murderers, rapists, illegals who come across our border and commit crimes? The young man who killed that lovely young lady, who's an illegal, was treated better than Judge Kavanaugh is right now by by liberal Democrats. Now, Brett Kavanaugh is ready to testify. His accuser has yet to acknowledge whether or not she will. This is a mess. This is a mess. Can you imagine if anybody, Democrat or Republican, runs for office or is nominated for a high-profile position? If someone can be brought forth to testify That in the sixth grade, Dr. C. Robert Jones groped me in the sixth grade underneath the stairwell in Felsenthal Elementary School on 41st and Indiana. He groped me, and I did. But I was in the sixth grade. Does that make me a pervert now? Does that make me a bad person? Does that mean that I am unelectable or not worthy of appointment to a high-level cabinet post because I groped a young lady in the sixth grade? Back then it was, don't do that. Now it's, don't do that, click, click. The bracelets are on you. You're walking out. You're doing the perp walk from school into the squad car. And you've got to register as a sex offender. But back in the the early 70s, it was simply, don't do that. Don't do that again. And you were shamed and sent on your merry way. Wow, the Democrats have really done it this time. Imagine I don't know what else to say about this. I'm embarrassed, not just embarrassed for Democrats, but for For America, because this is nothing but another political witch hunt. The first was against Donald Trump, and the second against his nominee. Maybe, maybe Senator, uh, Senator Feinstein decided to release a letter 
that the author requested be kept confidential. A letter accusing Judge Brent Kavanaugh of sexual misconduct in high school in what was hardly a, quote, Spartacus moment, end quote. The cowardly Feinstein withheld its existence during public and closed-door testimony. A private meeting and personal phone calls with Kavanaugh. She, she didn't even bring it up. Think about that, Democrats. Think about that, my fellow listeners, my fellow blog talk radio hosts, my friends, my family. After the Democrats prattled on about not having all of Kavanaugh's documents, here was, or is, the self-righteous Feinstein withholding a document until all else failed to derail Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court. Now, liberals insist that all accusers be deemed credible and heard. But they forgot about the presumption of innocence and the right of the accused to confront his accuser. Kavanaugh deserves the right and might yet get it. But in the meantime, we know that for Democrats, the politics of personal destruction is not dead. And just who is Kavanaugh's accuser? Who is she? Christine Blasey Ford. Let's ask the obvious question that always comes when such accusations are leveled decades after the alleged, uh, the alleged occurrence. When a Republican is nominated for a high post, for a high post, or runs for high office, the question is, why now? Why now? Kavanaugh has gone through many background investigations. He's gone up the ladder consistently. Why now? Why, when he is a candidate for the highest office in the land, next to the presidency itself, the United States Supreme Court, why now? Now, the statement from the Senate Judiciary Committee notes that it's disturbing that these uncooperated allegations from more than 35 years ago during high school would surface on the eve of a committee vote after Democrats sat on them since July. What say you about this, Democrats? If ranking member Feinstein and other committee Democrats took this claim seriously, they should have brought it to the full committee's attention much earlier. Don't you agree? Instead, they said nothing during two joint phone calls with the nominee in August. Four days of lengthy public hearings, a closed session for all committee members with the nominee where sensitive topics can be discussed in more than 1,300 written questions. Now, Grassley's office released in a statement Sunday afternoon, 65 senators met individually with Judge Kavanaugh during a nearly two-month period before the hearings began. Yet, Feinstein didn't share this with her colleagues ahead of many of those discussions. Interesting. But what do we know about the accuser? We know that she is a liberal activist a college professor whose political views are seemingly at odds with Kavanaugh's originalist interpretation of the Constitution. Ford is a registered Democrat who has given small monetary donations small monetary donations to political causes, according to the Washington Post. She also donated to Act Blue, 
a nonprofit group that aims to help Democrats and progressive candidates. The Wall Street Journal reported that. She is also among the thousands of medical professionals who signed on to a Physicians for Human Rights letter in June decrying the practice of separating children from their parents at the border and urging the Trump administration to stop it. We do know that when Mitt Romney looked like a shot at winning the 2012, a shot at winning in 2012, Blasey was being held in reserve amidst speculation that Kavanaugh likely was to be Romney's first pick for SCOTUS. In 2012, Romney ran against Obama. Up until his 47% gap, Romney was doing well. He actually had a shot at winning. For the Democrats, as has been the case since Bork, having a Republican in the White House, especially with the ever-aging but never-retiring Ruth Bader Ginsburg at perpetual risk, it raised the the specter of a conservative judge getting appointed to the Supreme Court. With that in mind, one Twitter user who must have been amazed and had an amazing memory remembered something interesting he'd read back in 2012. March 2012, the left was preparing for a possible Romney win. They assessed that Kavanaugh would be his Supreme Court pick, and this accusation was ready to go. Then Obama won, so the story died. Now it's reemerged. Wow. Now, back to our victim, our accuser, rather. Now, her alleged trauma did not jibe with her persistent reticence, whose end seemed politically timed to any possible Kavanaugh nomination to the Supreme Court. Otherwise, she was quite fine with alleged teenage predator Kavanaugh spending 12 years on the federal bench, that was all good. Because she could have brought these accusations up when he was being appointed to the federal bench. But those are small potatoes. Now, he's has a, an excellent shot at being appointed to the Supreme Court. So now she's she's coming out, literally. Russell Ford, her husband, told the Washington Post that his wife detailed the alleged assault during a couples therapy session in 2012. During therapy, he said his wife talked about a time when she was trapped in a room with two drunken boys, and one of them had pinned her to a bed, molested her, and tried to prevent her from screaming. He said he remembered his wife specified, specifically using Kavanaugh's name. She said during the session, the session, Russell Ford recalled, she was scared he would one day be nominated to the Supreme Court. So she was scared that one day he would be nominated to the Supreme Court, so she just kind of held her cards close to the vest just in case. So she kept quiet as Kavanaugh was appointed to the federal bench, got married, raised two daughters, and coached their basketball team. She was all good with this predator, this sexual molester, with his two daughters and coaching a girl's basketball team. It was all good, and being appointed to the federal bench. She she was good with that because she could have come out at any time, but she didn't. Timing is everything. In politics, folks. And it is painfully obvious how well-timed this resurrected memory was. Remember, she went to couples therapy in 2012. Exactly when Mitt Romney had a shot at winning the presidency. And even she 
was concerned that Kavanaugh would be the pick. So she went to couples therapy, got everything on the record, just in case. Huh. Well, come on down. Come on down, Miss Ford. Let's hear your story in front of God and everybody. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. internet radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with internet talk radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not just daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet talk radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet talk radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We Are America United is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. Why Democrats are doomed in the 2018 midterm elections. Now, I first want to say this. Don Lemon, who is a reporter, anchor on CNN, he recently indicated that the fact that a Republican, the Republican candidate won in Georgia, the state of Georgia, should not be breaking news. Well, I beg to differ. And why do I beg to differ? Because CNN, MSNBC, and other mainstream media, they were adamantly pushing and promoting a Democratic win in the state of Georgia. In fact, a record amount of money for a congressional race was spent for the Democrats, by the Democrats in Georgia, and they lost. The margins weren't that large, but they still lost. Now, I'll say this also. They're not going to win additional seats in the 2018 midterm elections. And this is why. What we have been witnessing since Hillary Clinton's defeat by Donald Trump, we have been witnessing some very, very violent persons 
carrying out violent acts here in the United States. And this is coming from far left-wing people. Up in Nancy Pelosi's area of the country, in California, Northern California, you had people dressed in black, some of them wearing masks, multiple times, who have carried out, they've carried out anarchy. They've attacked people. They've destroyed property in that area. And oftentimes, they weren't even arrested. The police did not arrest them more often than not. This is in Nancy Pelosi's area of the country. The state of Georgia, on behalf of the Democratic candidate in Georgia, they received a lot of money from California, from people in the state of California, and from New York. Those are two areas where Hillary Clinton won the majority votes, those two states, New York and California, both of them having millions of illegal aliens or immigrants in those areas. And many of them voted. They voted. No doubt about it, they did vote. Because it is rare that the Electoral College doesn't show or reflect the popular vote. That's rare. It happens sometimes. And in the last elections, presidential elections, it happened. Where Hillary won by millions of votes in the state of California. Well, the state of California wants to be a sanctuary state now, just like you have sanctuary cities there. And it has millions of illegal immigrants, the state of California. And yes, a lots of them voted. Now, of course, the people like Don Lemon and others, they will claim, no, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, it's rare, very few uh, illegal immigrants voted. But they cannot prove that. The fact that that popular vote was so out of alignment with the Electoral College says a lot. It does. And it was the state of California and the state of New York. Two of the states that have the highest illegal immigrants. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back, folks. Well, my good friend there, um, hmm, he was dry as a nun's twat. I tell you that. But uh, I went ahead and played it anyway because I promised him I would. But um, he was just about to put me to sleep. <laughs> Whew, my goodness. Mm, wow. So, does anybody remember um, the 27 year old Anita Hills? Anita Hill when she went against my guy and namesake Clarence Thomas. So the Anita Hill strategy of digging dirt on a Supreme Court nominee didn't work with Clarence Thomas back in 1991. It didn't work. And it's not going to work now. But desperate times for liberals call for desperate measures, as we've seen. Just as with Anita Hill, no doubt it took a concentrated effort of impugning by a host of liberal Senate staffers and interest group partisans to wrest from another college professor a last-minute allegation of sexual misbehavior designed to sink a Supreme Court appointment at the 11th hour. At the time, Kavanaugh and Mark Judge the friend she alleged was with him were both students at Georgetown Preparatory School in in, in, in Georgetown, in, in, in D.C. Now, Mark Judge told the Wesley, the Weekly Standard last week that the allegations against Kavanaugh is just about, just absolutely nuts. His exact words, quote, just 
absolutely nuts, end quote. And a total of 65 women who knew the judge in high school sent a letter to the Senate last Friday stating, quote, he has always treated women with decency and respect, end quote. Now, as Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley pointed out, quote, Judge Kavanaugh's background has been thoroughly vetted by the FBI on six different occasions throughout his decades of public service, and no such allegation ever surfaced, end quote. Perhaps also of note is that Ford seems to have airbrushed all politics out of her online profile mysteriously, including her professional bio on LinkedIn. Though according to public records, she has made small contributions to Democrat to the Democrat National Committee and Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and friends of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Now, regardless of the validity of the of the allegations, the timing on it is straight out of Anita Hill. The woman is said to have approached Senate, Senate Democrats in July. But two months later, in a public hearing, Kavanaugh was never asked about the incident, nor did it come up in the 1,278 written follow-up questions he has since answered. Not, not a single time. The timing, folks, is indeed straight out of Anita Hill. These charges are reminiscent of the campaign of smear and innuendo leveled at former GOP presidential candidate and successful black American conservative businessman Herman Cain. Remember that one? Great, straight out of the, the great state of Georgia. Cain's candidacy derailed after repeated and unproven sexual harassment allegations by former employees. Like Harry Reid's tax lies about Mitt Romney, the strategy worked, and they're playing that card yet again. Liberal accusations against Republicans are accepted as credible immediately. Smear first and prove later. Guilty until proven innocent. To various extents, it worked with Romney and Cain. Why not Judge Kavanaugh? Huh. How many times do you think they're going to go ahead and play this card? How many times do you think this card will be played? And what's to say it won't happen to you, any of you out there? Especially you men. Especially you men. You go for a high-profile job, or even any job, and an old girlfriend who doesn't like you. You dumped her, or you had a falling out. She finds out you're going for a new job in a, in a new company, and you're up for a VP slot. She smears you all online. She calls the, the head of the company and tells them that you're a lecherous bastard, that you groped her, that you, you did something unspeakable, like bite her on the butt cheek. And she told you, no, stop. Please stop. But you did it anyway, and that means you forced her, yourself on her, and you and you committed an act of violence. And so now you don't get that job because you're a lecherous son of a bitch and a pervert to boot. This can happen to any of us. Any of us. Now say, oh, it can't happen to me. I don't have anything to hide. I don't have any peccadilloes in my background. Go ahead, say it. Say it to yourself. Say it in the mirror. Say it three times and click your damn heels. Because you do. You do. We all do. And it ain't a thing 
that your peccadilloes from way back when can't be exposed and used against you in some way or another. So when you liberals out there, and even some of you who are on the fence, wonder, well, this Kavanaugh is a damn pervert. In high school, he did this and he did that, and he has no right to be supreme to be a Supreme Court justice because he 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 doesn't he hates women, and he's a lecherous masher. Think about yourselves. Think about yourselves. If this can happen to you, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Let's do the time warp again. May you live in interesting times. May you live in interesting times. Imagine hating Republicans so much. Hating Republican ideals so much. Hating a good man. That you're willing to derail another good man from ascending to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Damn. Damn. America is... We're we're having a problem. We're having a serious problem, folks. Damn, let's take another break. We'll come right back. I want you to listen to something here. Because I honestly believe that it's important. Because, you know, and I played it like a a couple of different times. Because we're going we're gonna to switch gears right now because we talked about Kavanaugh. And we talked about the unfairness of the allegations against him. We talked about a lot of different things regarding this situation. And it's a sad situation because a lot of you don't fully grasp the fact that when a good man is smeared by one woman and and when did this all start when did it all start because it goes all the way back down to right here and now if if i'm with a woman and we're at her place and she and i have a falling out and she says i'll be right back and she goes upstairs all she has to do is call the police and say He pushed me, or he touched me in the wrong way, or he did this or he did that. I'm leaving leaving with the bracelets on. It's just that simple. They'll sort it out later, even though I may not have ever touched her. I am guilty until proven innocent and probably just damn guilty because she said so. There may be no proof whatsoever, but she said so. Think about it. It, it. It's not just Judge Kavanaugh. It can happen to any of us guys at any given time. When did, when was this power granted where all a woman had to do was accuse you of something and it was true? Even if it never happened, you would have to be on the other side of the planet in order to clear yourself when the alleged incident was told to the authorities. If you weren't on the other side of the whole wide world when the allegation was thrown down, then you were guilty. You can kiss your ass goodbye. When when did this all happen? Think about it. Take one more break and we'll come right back. <laughs> 
You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Political correctness is America's newest form of intolerance, and it's especially pernicious because it comes disguised as tolerance. Political correctness is avoiding words or behaviors that exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. Basically, treating people with respect. It presents itself as fairness, yet attempts to restrict and control people's language with strict codes and rigid rules. I'm not sure that's the way to fight discrimination. I'm not sure silencing people or forcing them to alter their speech is the best method for solving problems that go much deeper than speech. Perhaps you've noticed that when the politically correct liberal rule makers decide to rename a group of humans they view as victims, they begin by imparting a sense of shame to the group's existing name. And so somewhere over the years, the word cripple has been discarded. No one mentions cripples anymore. That's because in yet another stunning attempt to stand reality on its head, cripples have been assigned a new designation, the physically challenged. The use of physically challenged is an obvious attempt to make people feel better. The idea being, as long as we can't cure these people, let's give their condition a more positive name and maybe it'll distract everyone. The same is true of the ungainly phrase, differently abled. I believe that if a person is going to insist on using tortured language, such as differently abled, then he should be forced to use it to describe everyone. You can do things I can't do. I can do things you can't do. We're all differently abled. It should be explained to liberals, patiently, that crippled people don't require some heroic designation. It's a perfectly honorable condition. It appears in the Bible. Jesus healed the cripples. He didn't engage in rehabilitative strategies to improve the conditions of the physically disadvantaged. Can't these liberals hear how unattractive this language is? How poorly it sits on the ear? Then there are those who don't quite measure up to society's accepted standards of physical attractiveness. The worst of that group are called ugly, or at least they used to be. The PC lingo cops have been working on this, too. And to demonstrate how far all this politically correct, evasive language has gone, some psychologists are actually now referring to ugly people as those with severe appearance deficits. Okay? Severe appearance deficits. Regarding people's appearance, the political language police already have in place one comically distorted term, lookism. They say that when you judge a person, or rather size them up, wouldn't want to judge someone, that would be judgmental. If you take their looks into account, you're guilty of lookism. You're a lookist. And those valiant people who fight lookism, many of them unattractive themselves, tell us that one problem is that in our society, those who get to be called beautiful and those who are called ugly are determined by standards arbitrarily set by us. Somehow there's some fault attached to the idea that we, the people, are the ones who set the standards of beauty. But we're the ones who have to look at one another. So why shouldn't we be the ones who set the standards? I would say the whole thing was stupid, but that's my next topic. So, it's important to face one thing about stupidity. We can't get away from it. It's all around us. It doesn't take a team of professional investigators to discover that there are stupid people in the world. It's fine. Where do these stupid people come from? Well, they come from American schools. But while they're attending these schools, they never identified as stupid, which may be contributing to the problem. Unfortunately, kids, stupid or otherwise, come under a sort of protective umbrella we've established that prevents them from being exposed to the real world until at 18 their parents spring them on the rest of us, full grown. There are stupid kids. And I do wish to be careful how I negotiate the minefield of the learning disabled and the developmentally disadvantaged. In other words, those with special needs. All of these being more examples of this tiresome and ridiculous language. One of the terms now used to describe these stupid kids is minimally exceptional. Can you handle that? Minimally exceptional. Whatever happened to the old reliable explanation? The boy is slow. Some of the other children are quick. They think quickly. Not this boy. He's slow. It seems humane enough to me, but no. 
he's minimally exceptional. Political correctness cripples discourse, creates ugly language, and is generally stupid. This language renders completely useless at least one perfectly good expression. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, becomes, in the kingdom of the visually impaired, the partially sighted person is fully empowered. Sad, isn't it? Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Um, I have some parting thoughts for Christine Blasey Ford. She told the Washington Post yesterday, and I quote, Now I feel like my civic responsibility is outweighing my anguish and terror about retaliation, end quote. Retaliation? Oh, oh contraire. This, sweetheart, will make your career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This will make your career, baby. Just like Anita Hill. You'll dine out on this the rest of your life. A book or two, a prestigious professorship at an Ivy League school, and of course there's the lecture circuit. Maybe some journalist can tell us whether she has proactively retained a booking agency. Have you, honey? I can already hear you keynoting the Democrat convention in 2020. She went on to say that, and I quote, I thought he might inadvertently kill me, end quote. Hmm, just a tad overwrought, perhaps? Why not add that he wore a white sheet, was a member of the NRA, and maybe he brandished an assault weapon? Why not add that? I, I thought he might inadvertently kill me. Those were her. Those are direct quotes. I forgot to put the quotes in again. Notice that she described, she is described as, quote, a registered Democrat. Not rabid Democrat or highly partisan Democrat or activist Democrat or anything of the sort. The Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal um, on 17 September says she signed a Physicians for Human Rights letter to the Trump administration. We talked about that. She has a Ph.D. in educational psychology. Yet, she's a physician also. She is very well read, almost attractive. But I suppose she's willing to put herself out there and fall on her proverbial sword and expose herself, no pun intended, for the sake of the greater good. The greater good being... Kavanaugh, a conservative jurist who believes in the Constitution itself, that he not ever make it to the Supreme Court, and she's willing to expose herself just to be sure that it isn't done, but I suspect it's not going to work. How embarrassing is this? How embarrassing? 
Are you embarrassed? Listeners, are you embarrassed? You know what we got to do, folks? We got to keep the devil way down in the hole. And the devil, or the devil, they're Democrats. Well, for now, our time is up. But I want to thank you for listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host. There's so many things you could be doing, and you chose to take time to listen to my show, and I do appreciate it. Hey, why not call in? We haven't had a caller in quite some time. Not since I've resumed the show. We need more people to call in, I think. Well, until that happens, and boom, there's somebody right there about to call in. It's almost over, though. So, too late. (laughs) Well, we're going to go, and I hope you have a fantastic evening, and come on back tomorrow. We'll resume the show, and there'll probably be so much more to talk about, so much more, because we do indeed live in... Interesting times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow. I'm just reading a few of the comments in the um in the chat room. It's uh pretty interesting. Well, I guess I've hung on long enough. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We're out. Wait a minute. I'm talking about.